Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the trio of positivity Chicago Bears recap. Today, you are joined by the one and only Miller of the group. Hello, everybody. This is our first solo episode that is to be posted. And I am proud to be the one to do it because we all know the other two just can't get it done. But that's okay. Unfortunately, as you know, I'm usually joined today by our co-host Chris, but he couldn't make it today. As today being Monday of the recap, uh, we'll release this later in the week. But as you might have been following, uh, Jalen Hurts had a sickness. Well, lucky for Chris, he got called out of the bullpen if you will by Jalen because he needed some help so so Chris went over to Jalen's house pumped him up with some IVs got him ready to go and what happened Jalen's out in the field and he already took me to the championship of my fantasy league so thank you Jalen thank you Chris unfortunately Chris came down with that illness and he's not with us today the rest is history well this is going to be a shorter episode because although I like to hear myself talk I'm sure you don't want to listen to me ramble for for 30 minutes. So let's dive into the Bears recap. All right. Our Chicago Bears started off the game against the Cleveland Browns looking like they were on a mission to go to the playoffs. But in Chicago Bears typical fashion, they came up a little short. Bears lose to the Browns 17-20 with the Cleveland Browns proceeding to score 13 unanswered points in the fourth quarter to secure the victory. It was not a pretty game by either side, uh, especially on the offensive side, except I will note in the fourth quarter uh, of the Cleveland Browns, but... Um, it was messy for most of the game, very much defensive. It was very impressive to watch both sides, uh, the defensive line play. They were exceptional. Um, uh, the Bears defense came to play for three quarters, flopped at the end. Maybe excuses can be thrown out there that I'll probably cover later in the show. But um, overall, it was a defensive performance, some highlight highlights on both sides, uh, most of which Well, at least the Bears came from the defense, not the offense. Spoiler alert, the defense pretty much scored significantly more points than the offense, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Just running through the stats really quick. Like I mentioned, 17 to 20. Um, Justin Fields threw for 166 yards, a TD and two interceptions. You can kind of put an asterisk against that two interception, but what are you going to do? Um, the, the rushing game for the Chicago Bears was pretty pathetic. Uh, the leading rusher was Roshan Johnson at 36 yards. He did run it at 7.2 a clip, but for the most part, the running game was held in check by that tough defensive front of, of Cleveland. Receiving, um, DJ Moore is leading the way at 52 yards. He did have eight targets, although he only grabbed four. Uh, surprisingly, the second leading store or Leading receiver, I should say, was Tyler Scott, the rookie, with three catches and 49 yards. So good to see the rookie came up. Now, obviously, um, we'll get into this a little later, but Tyler Scott did have a pretty 
I don't know if it was hurtful, but we were trying to make a final drive at the end. Dropped an easy pass right in the hands, but kind of the theme of the game, which we'll get into shortly. On the other end, Flacco, 374 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Yes, you read that right. The Bears won the turnover battle again. Their rushing attack was pathetic. Our front held them to a total of 30 yards on the ground with Jerome Ford leading them at 20. Amari Cooper and David Njoku went over 100 yards. First time a Cleveland pair of well, wide receiver tight ends, receivers, if you will, uh, went through went for over 100 yards since 2013. We're set in history as our Chicago Bears love to do. And it, unfortunately, it's never on the good side of it. So that was kind of some brief stats. Now, let's kind of jump into the thick of it. As you know, after the stats, we always talk about the main man, the QB1, the JF1 for the Chicago Bears, and that is Justin Fields. I mentioned earlier his stats. Justin Fields threw for, went 19 of 40, 40 attempts for Fields. I don't think the Bears will ever win a game with Fields throwing for 40, 40 times. It's just not in his DNA. Unfortunately, with those 40 attempts, he got a measly 166 yards. <sighs> How did Justin do today? Well, the two interceptions, although they're on the stat book, one was definitely not an interception. It was a Hail Mary at the end of the game. and oh, Well, it was the Hail Mary at the end of the half, which was dropped. Don't know why it's still, uh, they never reviewed it. So it goes on the, the books as uh, an INT. But the second one was also a Hail Mary at the end of the game. So realistically, Justin didn't really turn over the ball in key spots, which is always something we're, we're, we're taking a look at. Where did he struggle? Well, he struggled leading the team down the field. I don't want to put all this on him because when I get to the negatives, I'll dive into uh, some more reasoning uh, on why he, he the team struggled, I will. I will say, um, but the one knock that I had on, on Justin Fields uh, in the game yesterday is his lack of keeping the drive going. And, and, and I know a lot of people will place blame on the offensive line or, or, or get C or, or drops on wide receivers. But when you are playing a good defense, which it, it to Cleveland's credit, they have a great front, a great defense. You got to move the ball. And in this game, he didn't move the ball. I believe there was eight drives in which went three and out. Yeah, she heard me correctly when I said that. Eight. Eight drives went three and out. He had three drives as a team that had over six plays. One of those resulted in a field goal. So Justin Fields had one scoring drive. And the other touchdown pass was gifted to him by the defense in which they got an interception and returned it to the one. So while Fields did not have a lot of time in the pocket, the defensive line was on him quick. He just couldn't move the ball consistently. And that is something that concerns me moving forward. You know my narrative. I'm not a huge Fields guy. I think he's very inconsistent, and 
against good defenses, he normally doesn't get to get it done. And this again was a day where he didn't get it done. Uh, for the most part, the Bears scored three points on offense. Again, the the first touchdown, like I just mentioned, came from the one yard line that was given to them by the defense. So they didn't get anything going on offense. And regardless of whose fault it is, at the end of the day, it's the entire offense's fault. They need to get these balls. They need to drive. They need to get it in the end zone. They need to get points. Getting points and getting drives in this game wouldn't even have been a game. But that didn't happen. The Bears never put the, the Browns away. Flacco got hot in the second half, specifically that fourth quarter, threw for 212 yards in the fourth quarter. Why am I bringing that up, may you ask? Well, 212 yards through the air by Joe Flacco in the fourth quarter. Well, Fields has only thrown for over 212 yards nine times in his career in an entire game. So for a guy that just got off the couch three, what was it, two games ago, I think, to already come in and do stuff that our franchise quarterback, you didn't see me in quotes, has barely done a handful of times in his career. Like, what the hell? So obviously, you know, you know, I love Jerry picking stats, but it's it's frustrating to watch Joe Flacco pick apart our defense in the fourth quarter when our quarterback just doesn't consistently do it and didn't do it the entire game. All right, now let's jump into the field's positivity score. Last week, I think I upped it. I don't remember if I upped it to a four or a five, but unfortunately, it's going down. I think I think this might have been the end of fields. I, 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 it might be a reach. I might be wrong because there's a lot of positive comments coming out of this locker room. There is from a lot of different sources. I just don't know that we can move forward with him as our quarterback. So I'm going to drop it to a three. Um, and it's unfortunate. We all wanted him to see do well. I just haven't seen the consistency the, in the improvement over these last few weeks to warrant it. Now let's take a look at um what we watched what did we watch in this game what were the big what were the big points and the big points revolved around our defense like i said they were dominant for three quarters they held the rushing game of cleveland to 30 yards 29 actually with flacco's uh, negative one 29 and they really dominated the line of scrimmage and also the turnovers Three interceptions, one by Traymon Edmonds that brought it back for a TD. A TD, baby, pick six. It was exciting. It was fun to watch and everything in between. That is what a Bears defense looks like, dominating the line of scrimmage and just basically just showing this team whose boss they were. And it was Eberflus was looking hot until the fourth quarter came around. And that was the Joe Flacco moment. Reminded me of the Super Bowl and the playoff run that he had to get to the Super Bowl. He was classic Joe Flacco at 38 years of age or whatever he is, putting balls on the spot, long 50-yard bomb to Cooper. And I don't know if it was the lack of movement, if the defense got tired 
because being on the the field so much or what, but we got picked apart in the fourth quarter. They scored 13 unanswered points that gave them the victory. And it's unfortunate that we were in that spot to begin with. Fields had multiple drives um, at the end to try to put them away. Drops. He got basic. I mean, I don't want to completely not give the defensive guy any credit for tripping fields up, but he basically tripped uh, over the field fairies out there. He should have gotten a first down on a drive. He didn't. And play calling there. There was a few questionable ones out there, but he takes a few of these drives a little longer, more than six fucking plays. And this could be a different game. So Really what you watched was a defensive performance for three quarters and a complete meltdown in the fourth, which we're used to. Um, as we've discussed earlier with the with the, the Detroit game and the Denver game where the Bears were uh, in upwards of 30 of 98% chance of winning, this one was a little lower at a measly 91 and some change percent chance of winning this game. I did see a stat out there today. If you combine those three games, the percentages with the Denver, the Detroit game, and now the Cleveland game, the bear, the chances of the Bears losing all of those games when in the uh, in, in, in at the high point is point zero 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 three. Yes, that is percent. So it was highly unlikely for the Bears to lose all these games, and they did anyway. With that being said, let's jump into the negatives. All right. So I've talked about it a few times on here, but one of the biggest negatives that stood out was the ability of our receivers and tight ends to catch the ball. Multiple drops, multiple key drops in big situations that you just can't have if you actually want to to win football games. Biggest of which was by Robert Tunyon in the first uh, first quarter, really. I think it was first quarter. Uh, Fields laid a bomb, probably about a 40-yard bomb. He could, you couldn't place it any better. It's one of those perfect balls. Hit him in the hands, bobbled it, and dropped it. Receiver, the, the, the DB wasn't even on him. Just unacceptable. Like I mentioned, Tyler Scott had another one. There was a few more. Darryl, Darnell Mooney had one who was very quiet. Uh, during the game and came out after the game talked about the complacency that the team had, but just the drops were the big story on the bears sideline specifically for the receivers. And it's unfortunate. We would obviously I'm sure a lot of them would like to have it back and you don't know, you get a few of these catches and maybe Justin Fields turns out to be the hero instead of just another mediocre performance for him. (coughs) Excuse me. Another negative coming out was the offensive line. They were overmatched and overpowered for the majority of the game. They it seemed like at times they were just run over by Miles Garrett in the backfield quick, dominating, forcing fields on to move quickly. They contained him well. The the linebackers really did a good job of maintaining fields and keeping him inside the pocket for the most part. He didn't have a lot of long runs. But the defensive line really just overpowered ours. We need a center, guys. We need a center. It needs to get done. Braxton Jones on the left tackle position didn't have the greatest game as well. But we need to get a center. Get a center in here. And who knows what this offensive line would be. Uh, The other guy, uh, Nate Davis, who I don't know if 
Foles will have the cojones to get rid of him, but he's had a rough going these last few games, and I've I saw him on his back so many times. I just kept shaking my head. It was it was it was sad. I touched on it earlier. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the coaching. Several questionable calls. Um, one on defense by Eberflus dropping Justin Jones into um and to co- into coverage. Surprising. Uh, another one was passing on two long field goals. It was kind of explained after the game that um, Cairo, it, it was outside his range where he was kicking in that direction pregame, 52 yards. He was making it in halfway through the end zone. So looking back at it, it might have been a good call, but it's it's tough passing up long field goals, especially in a defensive game like it was um, most uh, – especially in the first half. Um, finally, special teams. Special fucking teams. Why do we talk about them every week? Most of the time, I will give it positive. But this week, we had Valus Jones flashbacks because our boy, Trent Taylor, who's done an f- admiral job, proceeded to cough up a punt return fumble. That hurt led to some points for for the Browns and it just it came towards the end of the game and it's sad why our punt returners can't catch a ball and it's hurting us that's at the worst time and it sucks it sucks well let's take a moment to jump into the positives like i mentioned the biggest positives came on the defensive side of the ball And it came from a guy who was brought to the Bears midseason in a trade for a second-round pick that was – that trade was destroyed by many people in the media, many people in our friend circle as being awful. And you know what? Not only does that trade look fantastic, Sweat has come out and changed the entire way this defense plays. And the biggest positive from this game was Montez Sweat. He had seven total tackles and two and a half sacks. Two and a half sacks, ladies and gentlemen. He has been a game wrecker since coming onto this team. He's played in six games and has six sacks. He is at 12 and a half sacks on the year, setting his own personal best. And the the way this line, as I mentioned earlier, played, they controlled the game for a majority and they were rewarding the people behind them. Three interceptions one for a touchdown and one down to the one yard line. And that's all because of the pressure that our defensive line got on Joe Flacco. Montez Sweat was the biggest impact guy there. And it was fun to watch these guys rush the passer. So my biggest positive of this game was Montez Sweat. It's great to see Poles hit on a trade and he is looking like a golden one. Traymond Edmonds gets honorary mention as well. 
with uh, the pick six, and it was a good one. A 45-yard return from a linebacker. Pretty impressive, if I say so myself. Eddie Jackson and Tyreek Stevenson got on the fun on the interception side as well. So good defense performance for three quarters. Fourth quarter was not as pretty as I mentioned earlier. So overall, unfortunately, it seems like every week, the uh, opposing team is setting some historical record or the Bears are setting some historical terrible record. And happened again today with, um, well, not technically historical per se, but with the two wide receivers getting over 100 yards receiving. Haven't done that in 10 years. We did it again today. So, Moral of the story is Justin Fields, I feel like his time in Chicago may be short. I just haven't seen enough down the stretch here. His play against good defenses is always subpar, and that is concerning going forward. You just can't count on someone that hasn't proven himself enough to pass on potential improvement at that position. Don't want to use the word generational like some people have for Caleb Williams, but possible improvement we could see from, um, from Caleb. Um, outside of that, the last thing before I sign off here is the bears positivity score. We were riding high. We talked playoffs last week. We talked super bowl last week. We had a three out of four wins. This game was in our grasp. You can feel it. The crowd wasn't in it. The Bears were dominating for three quarters. You're thinking we can win this game against a good defense and move into six and eight. Lo and behold, we blow yet another game in the fourth quarter. Positivity rating is now a two. And Eberflus, who I have been praising significantly, I think it went as far as to say as you got to keep him. I think he might be gone. You, when you blow these games like they did, Detroit, Denver, and now Cleveland, I don't know how you can bring anybody back. It's sad. It's embarrassing. And I don't know what else to say. It was a depressing game to watch. Playoff hopes are pretty much destroyed. Now what all we have to watch for is our draft pick. Unfortunately, Carolina won a game. I think they basically need a win out in order to be to give to lose the first round pick. They're playing the pack this week. So you know what we always say? No, it's not fuck the Packers this week. It's Go Packers. Go Packers, go. We need them to beat those Panthers so we can keep that number one pick going. That might be a controversial take, but I know some people will never root for the Packers, but this week, give me that cheese head, baby, because I want that number one pick. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you taking the time listening to me ramble on about the Bears' loss to the Cleveland Browns. 
hopefully we'll be able to get together as a group soon. Hoping this week back on podcasts. It is holidays. So who knows? Schedule's a little funky, but we're hoping to get together and talk some more sports for all y'all. But have a good one. And we'll see what the Bears can do for us going forward. So, ah, uh, I don't know what to say. Let's go, baby. Let's go, Bears. Bear down. Adios, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining. Talk to you soon. Remember, check out our socials. We're on Twitter, Facebook. We even got a website at trailpopsitivity.com. Go check us out, baby. Thank you, and have a wonderful day. Thank you.